This is the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast, presented by eCity Interactive. eCity creates websites, marketing campaigns, and magic for higher ed institutions, large and small. Every digital challenge has a solution. eCity's talented team of problem solvers will help you find yours. And now, here's your host, Stephen App. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen App. Uh, really exciting episode today. My guest is Eva Kubu. She is the director of career services and fairy job mother at Princeton University, uh, where she leads the career development experience for all undergraduate, graduate students, and alumni. Uh, and in addition, you know, Eva is the leading force behind Princeton University's Social Media Day, which I'm really excited to talk with her about today and the reason that we brought her on the show. So. I mean, let's dive right into it. Eva, thank you so much for joining the Hashtag Higher Ed podcast. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. And let's just get, let's dive right in on the background of this event. So what can you tell me about Princeton University's uh, Social Media Day? So Princeton Social Media Day is a campus-wide professional development conference um, designed essentially to bring together the entire community. So students, alumni, faculty, and staff, um, really uh, with an emphasis on learning, sharing, and connecting, um, and trying to collectively raise the bar on all of the ways we use social media for personal and professional branding, as well as institutional storytelling at Princeton. Uh, We held the first social media day in December of 2015, and it was so well received that we just held the second one this past Friday um, on March 3rd. I think most career services staff would think to just have this as either a webinar or maybe a panel discussion uh, that that might take an hour, but you've really put on a full day, and in some cases, I believe, even longer than a day uh, agenda. So why have you decided on making this such a large event? We offered a full day of educational programming, including talks and panels by experts from industry, as well as leaders across campus and within our alumni community. Um, And we also had grab and go features like on the spot profile checkups by social media doctors and free headshot photos happening all day long. Uh, We really wanted to plan this full day of content so that we would be able to accommodate all levels of social media expertise um, and involve everyone in the sharing of best practices, tips, tools, and tactics, and really practical ways that we could facilitate connections between members of the Princeton community. Um, with from the Career Center's perspective, facilitating connections for students is a critical part of our model of career development at Princeton. We are heavily focused on technology and social media to expand access to opportunities and connect students to alumni, other professionals, organizations, resources, and ultimately to meaningful opportunities. So given the trends in social recruiting, Um, that are happening across the globe, understanding social media as professionals has become more critical than ever for all of us, and not not just students, but also for faculty, staff, and alumni, because these are our key stakeholders and active partners with the Career Center in helping students navigate the career exploration process and in building and cultivating 
networks and, and connections that create access to opportunities for our students. So it just made sense to bring together the entire community in this educational effort um, and really help to unlock the, the multitude of networks that existed throughout the university community um, to you know, really help empower our students um, and everyone across ca uh, campus to use social media more confidently and more effectively. And can I ask, how, how did the idea for this event come out? You talked about the rise in social media and the understanding of how important it was to the professionalism for your community. So how did you generate this idea to host uh, essentially a social media day? So as you can see from my bio, I was an early adopter and evangelist of using social media in higher education. I launched my first career center social media presence back in 2003, 2004, while working at another institution, way back in the days when higher education and career services were still struggling with the question of why they should be using social media. Um, happily, we've now moved from the why to the how can we do this and do this really well uh, era. And so, you know, it, it, we've come a long way in that. Um, and, you know, over the years, I conducted three nationwide studies exploring best practices in social media engagement by career centers. Um, we use multiple uh, platforms today to share educational content with our constituents, to promote our career centers events and programs, and to build interest-based communities and connections for our students. Um, so one thing really became very, very clear in all of these studies and in all of my experience in social media is that you really have to embrace a community-wide or sort of it-takes-a-village approach um, when it comes to facilitating career conversations and connections. Um, and so having attended multiple conferences over the years, you know, for social media, where I, I always left feeling really inspired and more, more confident to sort of reach out and broaden my repertoire of social platforms that we were using. Um, again, looking at uh, the landscape of all the, the the wide range of technology tools that we could be using to um, better educate or uh, you know, better engage all of our stakeholders, I thought, what better way you know, than to host an educational program that could be a benefit to the entire campus community? Um, and that, that's really how the, the genesis of the event you know, kind of came up. And you just mentioned that it's a singular program. Can you take me through the flow of one of these social media days? Is it a collection of panel discussions? Are there keynotes, workshops? What goes? What are the events that go into this day? It covers a, a wide range of formats, um, and again, intentionally so that we could accommodate multiple different levels of social media expertise. So, you know, if if, if I might, let me just sort of go back to, um, you know, the ways that this became much of uh, much more than just the Career Center hosting this event, but a much larger collaborative effort across campus. So, you know, as with every, you know, big idea, you need to, you know, sort of float that idea by multiple individuals, um, get feedback, gather input, you know, from, from many, many others and, and really add to your thinking. So right away, you know, 
as I started to think about a conference, I began reaching out to others across campus who manage social media to see if they would be interested in partnering with career services on an event such, such as this. Um, and so that involved reaching out to our main university's Office of Communications, the social media strategists there, involving our university's social media steering committee, which, which I'm a part of, you know, to gain buy-in for the event and then begin generating lots of great ideas on things like, you know, who were our most prolific voices on social media across campus? who were our most prolific uh, social media voices in our alumni community? Um, what types of panels could we put together? What types of uh, you know, topics would be most meaningful for, uh, for the entire campus or within specific audiences? So could we create something that would speak uniquely to students? Could we create another program that would speak uniquely you know, to faculty or staff and how, you know, how could we package this day in a, in, a, in a way that people would want to engage throughout the entire day? Or, you know, perhaps if they only had a small window of time during the day, be inspired to come out um, and, and either attend a session or sit with one of our social media doctors or even, you know, just sort of pop in, uh, you know, to have their, their profile photos uh, taken. So, you know, one of the, the conversations that I remember having was how could we showcase throughout the day some of our institutional priorities like the arts, service, entrepreneurism. And that started to drive you know, us in the direction of you know, what types of you know, speakers, session topics, um, and formats would make the best sense. Um, so for example, last year we hosted a social media driven tour of the Princeton University Art Museum with smartphone photography tips. Um, and as well, we also hosted a panel of our arts faculty talking about ways that they use social media um, to sort of uh, share their work uh, within their niche industry uh, social platforms as well as more broadly. Um, this year, we included uh, a whole series of lightning talks about uh, it, various topics, but in specific, you know, to the arts, one on arts event promotion that culminated with a student flash mob to promote an upcoming and reimagined production of the musical Hairspray. Um, so you can see there were a wide range of formats, lots of different speakers, lots of different stories to tell um, throughout the day. With so much of this communication happening across your campus, uh, I can't imagine how early you must have to plan for, for an event like this. So what is your planning process? And for someone listening who's already inspired and thinking, you know, I want to bring this type of event to my campus, for an event that you just hosted, uh, for example, last, uh, last week, mm -hmm. when did you start planning for that? Last year, we uh, actually began planning in July for the event that was held in December. Um, and, and again, we just, because it was the, the first year we were doing an event like this, we really needed to hold a lot more meetings um, and sort of gather input for, from so many individuals across campus. This year, I feel like the, the planning process was a bit more streamlined um, in that we already had uh, a great base of uh, key advocates um, and individuals that were very, very engaged in the planning and wanting to be engaged in 
the execution of each of, of the sessions. So we had sort of our core group in place. And then, you know, again, others that, you know, became familiar with the event last year that wanted to sign on board, you know, sort of early on, we started to reach out to them as well. So I would say um, probably we began for, for the March event, we probably began sometime in September. Um, having early conversations about new partners, new uh, you know new departments perhaps uh, that that would want to come on board in helping us with the planning. Um, in addition, we reached out this year for the first time to employers to see um, you know how m- we might be able to engage them as well. And uh, we had a session called Hashtag to Hired, where we had a panel of recruiters representative of a wide range of, wide range of industries and employers of our students sharing ways that they source talent um, and, and access social profiles um, to obtain information about candidates and you know, sort of giving some tips to students and others um, on ways that they could leverage social media um, to present themselves in a very positive light as, as a candidate. Um, I think most schools' career services offices still focus on the negative aspects of social media, how it can derail job prospects for students and graduates. But as an early evangelist of social media, you really made a conscious effort to showcase the you know, positive aspects of social media. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about why that's so important to you and, and how you came to that realization, I think, earlier than most in your industry. It is important to educate students about the importance of their digital footprint early on, um, as early as when they are in middle school or high school. Um, we, we are actually seeing more of this type of advising happening as high school students are beginning their college applications. Um, it, it's becoming more prevalent, um, and I, I think we're building more of a top of mind awareness earlier on. So while we partner with our Office of Information Technology to really advise students about privacy settings and other ways they can monitor their online reputation, um, by, you know, literally by freshman and sophomore years, the focus really becomes helping students use social media intentionally and strategically to build their personal and professional brand and their network of professional connections. Um, studies by uh, Jobvite and other uh, firms that have conducted studies of uh, talent acquisition and recruitment specialists um, indicate that about 90% of recruiters will use social media as part of the recruiting process. And given these trends in social recruiting and employers' use of multiple social platforms in addition to LinkedIn um, to source and identify talents, Students really need to have a social media presence that will help them attract recruiters and meaningful opportunities that will match their unique interests. So that really means having great online profiles, maximizing search engine optimization so that your strongest results are your most powerful, and having a customized job search strategy that involves social media. I always, you know, sort of jokingly begin 
you know, any conversation or presentation uh, on this topic with, have you Googled yourself lately? And I'm using Googled as a verb. <laughs> um, but it's really important that we all become more familiar with the type of information that is easily accessible about us online and that we understand that we have control um, to a, a certain degree of the story that is being told online. Um, social media can really be a, a, a game changer for students who understand how to leverage multiple platforms to tell their story, to build their brand, and expand their connections. I'm curious, as a career services professional, what is, what's the starting point for you when you're talking to students about using social media to build their personal brand and get a head start in their career search. What What is that primary piece of advice that you always share? Is it, aside from Googling yourself, I'm, from a social perspective in particular, I'm curious what that number one step is. So one thing that you would imagine that most career centers are known for is that they are that place where you go to for help with your job search. Um, and the, the more tactical or how-to focused elements of, of your job search. Um, but for us, really, the beginning of the conversation starts with why, um, and then begins to gradually evolve to the what and the how. And the how is where, you know, perhaps social media starts to come into play. But, you know, first and foremost, it's about that process of self-discovery, self-reflection, and helping students to understand um, where their core interests are and the types of opportunities um, that are best aligned with who they are as an individual. You know, so looking at their values and their interests and their skills um, and all of those things to start making decisions over time about the types of classes they'll take, the major that they, they want to pursue the extracurriculars that they um, will seek out in a really intentional way um, to really help them find and pursue what they will be most passionate about. So it starts there. And then once we've identified that, it begins moving into the strategy type conversations where we focus on the what and the how. Um, and so at that point, we start to look at lots of different options and lots of different ways that one can establish a strategy that involves social media. So I like to think of it as, you know, online brand, uh, your online brand or your personal brand involves three things, people, passion, and purpose. So the people that you connect with, that you ultimately, you know, perhaps might even work with, um, that you have common interests with, and you might share communities with seeking them out, you know, in terms of the ways that you will build your connections, um, your passion, really, or your your uh, your passions, plural. And this could be a passion for uh, a particular profession or an industry, or it could be uh, even a passion project, something that, you know, sort of outside of uh school or outside of your profession, something that you're deeply passionate about, you know, perhaps activism, you know, might, might fall in that, that bucket. Um, your purpose, bigger picture, what do you want to be known for? And in what ways do you choose to make a difference in the world? You know, when you look at 
this and you start with self self-reflection, that's that in, that all important first step in building your brand and then to aligning with those people, those organizations and the opportunities that will be most meaningful to you. So when you look at social media as part of that strategy, you want to be able to identify the, uh, the communities online that you would want to connect with, the individuals that you would want to connect with as well. So you know, we have a directory of alumni, Princeton alumni, that students can reach out to. We help students to um, design sort of a tailored outreach strategy for uh, different uh, types of organizations and individuals that they are, are seeking to connect with. Um, and we also make sure that as they're you know, fully leveraging multiple platforms, that they are using um, you know, search engine optimization techniques in, in a way that they are you know, able to be in a position where individuals will take notice of, of their profiles and also seek out you know, ways that they can connect with, with them. So having both an outreach strategy in place and if a strategy in place for being searchable and findable online, you know, and having both of those things happening. You mentioned people as one of those three Ps. And then you also mentioned that directory of, of Princeton alumni. Mm -hmm. I know alumni are a really big part of this event. And I obviously imagine that that's very intentional on your behalf. So can you talk to me about the process of how you choose alumni to, to come and speak at these panels, if you're working with another department like alumni relations uh, to bring those alumni, could you just take me through the process there? It's really, you know, for students, we really want them to be able to make meaningful connections to others. You know, it's not just about building a network, you know, that's, you know, uh, focused on quantity. It's really also having those quality connections to others. And we consider, you know, our alumni um, to be high quality, meaningful connections for our students because every Princeton alum um, really, you know, that I've encountered is so gracious and so generous and giving of their time and their advice um, for students. It's really amazing the affinity that our, that our alums uh, have for you know, the institution and also um, the generosity that they have in terms of uh, wanting to help others uh, within the Princeton community. And so, you know, with respect to sourcing alums, to be honest, it's, it's pretty easy between alums that reach out to us and volunteer, um, you know, proactively volunteer to spend time, as well as uh, alums who our Office of Alumni Affairs and our development office refer to us and, and, you know, in their interactions and conversations with alums who have identified that they have an interest in connecting with and mentoring or speaking with students. Um, we're, we're very, very fortunate at Princeton um, to have such a dedicated alumni base. I know that this is an event that's open to all current students at Princeton, as well as faculty and staff, of course. But one of the groups that is not included in this event 
uh, our prospective students or admitted students. So do you feel like that's a missed opportunity for Princeton to market itself to prospective and admitted students? Or how do you make sure that word still gets out to that audience? Because I imagine an event like this would be pretty influential to someone who's making their college decision. Yeah, well, while we don't explicitly invite prospective students or admitted students to attend, we know that they and their families are following along on our university social channels. Um, they, Our admissions department has a wonderful uh, blogging initiative where Princeton students blog about their experiences here. Um, and, you know, many, many high school students and their families are engaging with that content. Um, and we know that through Princeton Social Media Day, we see you know, many individuals that engage with our hashtag and follow our posts and conversations throughout the day. In fact, last year we had 1.9 million people engage with the content um, that was created that, that one day. Um, so you know, individuals are able to sort of virtually follow along in the conversation and uh, increase, I guess, their uh, awareness of how, ways that the Princeton University uh, community is using social media. And then they're also able to access the videos of each of the sessions that are posted on our website um, and that we will also share through various social channels. So, um, you know, they, they absolutely can engage with the content and, and follow along um, you know, with, with the program throughout the day and even beyond. You mentioned earlier in this episode that after you ran this social media day for the first time that the response was so great, you, you knew you had to do it and make it a yearly event. Can you talk a little bit more in detail about what the response to this event has been from the different groups that participate, whether that's current students, alumni, or, or faculty and staff? So we received, you know, outstanding feedback last year. It was it was very very positive, um, based on um, you know. A, a combination of anecdotal feedback and surveys of those who participated last year, nearly everyone reported that they had either learned at least one new tool or tactic, they had improved one or more of their current profiles, that they had expanded their social media repertoire to include a new platform. In particular, last year, we saw more people, uh, you know, sign on to Instagram than, than, than they had ever seen before. Um, we were able to raise awareness of the importance of their digital identity and boost confidence in using social media. This was all this was all sort of a combination of anecdotal feedback and surveys. But one one of the most powerful um, bits of feedback that we received was that individuals reported that they had connected with at least two or more individuals or interest-based communities. And again, when we're, we're thinking about the Career Center's mission of facilitating connections, that was very, very important feedback for us um, and helped us to really assess whether we had met the goals for that, that event. Um, and then it 
the process began literally, uh, you know, we had a, a debrief session following last year's event and the process of incorporating new ideas, new thinking, you know, how we might be able to tweak each portion of the program, you know, began, you know, immediately following last year's event. And, you know, we factored all of that feedback into sort of a newly reimagined version of the format this year. We tried to um, incorporate more uh, TED style or lightning talk sessions so we could tell more stories. Uh, we tried to make the event even more interactive than we had made uh, than, than we had last year. And we offered a, uh, a session in the morning called Bites and Buzz where we had about a dozen or so different departments um, and individuals that shared a best practice or a tool or a tactic that they were they, they were using and finding value in in terms of their individual department or their personal social media presence. Um, and so it was almost like a, a speed learning session where individuals came into the room and they were able to really learn a lot in 45 minutes by going around and hearing about the expertise of fellow members of campus and industry experts. Um, we're already thinking about ways that we might switch things up for next year. Um, we might try offering one or two sessions a day over an entire week to allow more people to engage with the program instead of tying everything to one specific date. Um, you know, we, we, we do offer those the videos online afterwards, but you know, it's, it's hard for people to really sit and watch a 45 minute video. It's, it's not the same as, you know, um, you know, engaging, you know, uh, with that audience and being part of an interactive session. You mentioned earlier the amount of students who are signing up for new platforms or improving their digital identity. I'm wondering, have you talked with your marketing team about whether there's a halo effect to, to this type of an event? So you have a single day, a social media day for Princeton. Is your marketing team then seeing an increase in interactions among your students with the actual Princeton official accounts. So are you essentially creating an increased number of brand ambassadors and a better quality of brand ambassadors from this single a day? Oh, absolutely. And I don't have all of the analytics on that. I don't have all the statistics, but uh, just anecdotally, we know for sure, as I said, you know, 1.9 million people following along in one day, you, you, by, for, by virtue of that alone, we knew that many alums across the globe who couldn't be here in person for the day were uh, helping to share content and participating you know, in, in the conversation that day. They you know, are, in essence, are our, our brand ambassadors. And we were, we're certainly building uh, brand ambassadors uh, with our students that were sharing content and following along and our young alums. Um, we, we featured lightning talks by uh, several members of the classes of 2013 through 2016 so that we were able to have, uh, you know, sort of the voice of a young professional 
uh, who are who is taking those first steps in terms of their transition from college to career and and ways that they're using social media for um, again for personal and professional branding but also ways that they are aligning with their own organizations or their employer organizations um, social um, presence and uh, perhaps becoming ad, uh, advocates and ambassadors for their employer organizations as well. Just sort of relative to your saying, you know, how much engagement do we mm-hmm. have across the platform for the main university channels? You know, the main university channels really is what we're looking at with that, the, with the hashtag, just sort of a combination of the main university as well as the crew center. Um, but we saw for, um, we had one of our social media day guest speakers do a takeover of our university Snapchat. And we see that our followers thoroughly enjoyed it. We uh, saw an increase in engagement. The final view count was over 1,800. Um, and there was a screen grab snap that was the most popular that said 10 great conversation starters and questions to ask, which, you know, garnered 152 screen grabs, which we think, you know, for one, one quick takeover, that was, that was pretty significant for us. Schools who are considering an event like this, I'm curious, what is the one piece of advice that you would offer them? What would the first step in the process be to, to planning a type of all-day event like this? I think the first thing is to begin with an assessment of needs across your campus. Every campus has its own unique story um, and unique set of needs. So what sorts of social media support perhaps already exists? at your school, um, either through the communications department or your human resources training department, Um, you know, doing a real sound assessment of that, talking with your students to determine what types of sessions, um, what types of topics perhaps would resonate most with them. So how could we take the conversation, as we talked about earlier, away from the what not to do on social and structure this in a way that they would really find unique value in. Um, And then starting to have even more conversations across campus about the current state of the state with respect to your institution's investment and prioritization of social media. Because you really need to look for ways that an event like this might be able to fill gaps and help others raise the bar. So um, from there, it's about coming up with a collective vision for the event and seeking out strategic partners who can help you gain buy-in for your vision and help you plan and execute the event. We had mentioned earlier, and even in your introduction, I mentioned that that you're a real evangelist of social media. You you go by the fairy job mother on Twitter, I know. Uh, do you think that more higher ed administrators should be active on social media? And do, what do you think is holding most administrators back from being more active on these platforms? I absolutely believe all higher education administrators should be active on social media, or at the very least, understand how 
to use social media and the importance or the relevance of this in the lives of our students and in the world of the way that we make connections to opportunities for students. Um, I think that for those who aren't active, um, what might be holding them back is fear of making a misstep um, or even asking for help in getting started. So interestingly enough, events such as Social Media Day can really be helpful in leveling the playing field across campus by providing that opportunity to learn something new while engaging with peers in a fun and fundamentally social way. Um, an interesting, you know, sort of stat for me was um, the number of senior administrators who I saw online to get their free headshot photo or their <laughs> profiles. You know, that tells me that, you know, um, you know, offering something like this and making it broadly available for everyone across the institution, you know, maybe helps us to break down those barriers, um, that fear of, of engaging when you see that everyone's in this together, we're all learning, um, we're all trying to create a positive presence online. Um, it's really important, you know, even for Princeton, um, you know, we, we are establishing, in, in fact, a, an employer brand as, a, as an institution. And so having brand advocates and um, in our employees, in our faculty and staff um, who share content about the wonderful and amazing things that they're doing here at the university, um, sharing that across social channels and making that visible to others, you know, helps us to tell the story of the institution, helps us to tell the story of the individuals who are having an impact in different fields in amazing ways. Um, our, our service mission, um, our priorities in the arts and entrepreneurism, all of those stories are told by the individuals who are really leading the charge and, and having having an impact in those areas. And, you know, social media can help us to tell, you know, our personal stories and our institutional stories in a really powerful way. Before we let you go, we want to give you the opportunity to give a shout out to individuals that are really rock stars within the higher education space. So I think you came prepared with two individuals, is that right? The first one that I, I absolutely owe a debt of gratitude to is Sri Srinivasan. Um, he's the Chief Digital Officer of New York City. Previous to that, he was the Chief Digital Officer at the Metropolitan Museum of Art and Chief Digital Officer of Columbia University. Over uh, the course of several years, I became acquainted with Sri, and in fact, he was one of the inspirations of Social Media Day at Princeton. Uh, I attended, uh, he hosts a social media weekend uh, every year, and I attended that event and, you know, became so inspired, um, you know, of course, you know, to want to also partner with other uh, leaders in the industry in uh, the efforts that we were going to have at Princeton. And, you know, he and I came up with this uh, 
event literally over the course of, of a weekend of conversations. And uh, last year he was one of our keynote speakers. He was so gracious and spent the entire day with us, you know, sharing his advice and his, his tips. I want to give him a huge shout out and make sure that you all follow him. You can find information at three, that's S-R-E-E dot net. Um, and he also, you know, is so generous with his advice and his tips. You'll find lots of great uh, information on on his site um, that you can make actionable in terms of your own social media presence. Another individual that I would love to recognize is Jeremy Podney. He is at Colorado State University and recently uh, launched the Career Leadership Collective. And the collective is really um, a community of contributors uh, within the field of career services, individuals who are doing innovative things, extraordinary things um, within the field to help push the envelope and lead large-scale change efforts on their campuses, um, all with the goal of making the career center experience um, extraordinary for students um, and, and really helping to shape a new direction for our field. Uh, I would also you know, encourage everyone to check out the blog at the careerleadershipcollective.com and to follow Jeremy on Twitter. He's at, at Jeremy Podany and it's P-O-D-A-N-Y. So another social shout out that I would be remiss if I did not include is our outstanding social media strategist at Princeton. His name is Ryan McGuire, and he was such a fabulous partner for Social Media Day and uh, is an absolute font of wisdom when it comes to social media engagement in higher ed. He has spoken at many conferences, both uh, you know across the country and around the globe. So I would also recommend that you follow at Rye J Mag. So it's at R-Y-J-M-A-G on Twitter and Ryan McGuire on LinkedIn. And Eva, we'd be remiss if we didn't make sure that you had the opportunity to share where our listeners can find you, especially on Twitter. I know that's your platform of choice. So what is your Twitter uh, handle? Where can everyone find you? I'm at at Eva, E-V-A underscore Kubu, K-U-B-U. And you can also search hashtag Fairy Job Mother to stumble upon my content. Well, Eva, I'm so thankful for you being on this show. This has been an incredible conversation. I feel like I've learned a lot about uh, hosting a social media day and, and using social media for personal and professional branding. So I know our listeners will have learned a lot from this episode as well. So uh, thank you so much for, for joining on our episode here. Well, thank you for, for inviting me. It was such a pleasure to talk with you. And, you know, I hope, um, you know, we have inspired others to maybe emulate something similar to a social media day on their campus.